Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the intuitive therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. I want to apologize to y'all for not posting an episode last week. I got engaged a couple of weeks ago, and I've been immersed in wedding planning. And time just kind of slipped by, so my apologies. But we are over the moon excited. This has been a 25-year journey for us to get back to each other. And it's a beautiful love story, and I'll share it with you at some point. Um, But anyway, I've been juggling work, wedding planning, and time just got away with me. But I'm back on track, y'all, and uh, let's dive in. So y'all know that I believe that asking the right questions is the most powerful decision a person can make, okay? And it will make or break your ability to problem solve and cope. And what are the most important, I guess to me, pivotal questions that I have ever heard was recently on a podcast a few months ago, and that's where I got the title of this episode from, Where in Your Life Are You Not Free?, It was really cool the way this person had had posed it. Um, I had not thought about this before in the the way that uh, he mentioned it and also in the way that I'm sharing it with you today. And I'm sure that uh, very few of you have ever asked yourself that question. I, I mean, I can't imagine. I live in question land and have never asked myself this. So the reason why I'm introducing this question to you today is because it points you to areas where you are constricted, where flow isn't, and where you're giving your power away. That's why this question is so pivotal for you to keep asking yourself, okay? Where in your life are you not free? And if you've ever found yourself in a time in your life, we have all, okay, where you have felt helpless, powerless, or just plain stuck, and you're like, shit, I have no idea what to do, then you aren't asking yourself the right questions because the the right questions get you out of those feelings. Where in your life are you still not free? So we're all conditioned by our family system, by society, by our cultures. And unless and until you decide for yourself how you're going to choose to live your life outside of all of that on your own terms, then you're going to always be giving your power away to something or somebody else to make peace so life won't be, I guess, more difficult for you, right? But you're always trading, you know, you hear you trade time for dollars. We're always sacrificing one thing for the sake of something else. And if that sacrifice doesn't lead you to a sense of fulfillment and peace, then all you're doing is sacrificing a sacrifice, right? So you will always be sacrificing a part of yourself to live somebody else's dream. And I think, you know, when when we mature, we get we realize that uh, we can make a choice uh, about how we live our life, if it's on our terms or based on somebody else's terms. Some of us uh, live life, we think it's the easy way. 
We live a life according to how our parents dictate or how our boss dictates or how our, our partner dicta- dictates, and we don't choose to own our own lives. And this is why I'm asking this question. I spent many of years of my life living for what my parents wanted, period. And I was raised to comply. Now, I was supported and loved for sure. It, I have to say that because it wasn't bad at all. I, I lived a great life as a kid. But I wasn't taught really to make it a priority to really stand up for what I truly knew in my heart was right for me. I did that just as a byproduct of who I am because um, I don't tolerate authority very well at all. I've talked about that with y'all before. Um, but uh, it was very difficult to go against what my parents dictated, to go against what my parents felt was right. Um, and again, this comes with maturity and growing and age. Uh, you learn who you are. You learn what works. You learn what doesn't work. You learn what rules you can continue to accept and move forward with. And you learn also how you're different from the way you were raised. So I struggled throughout the uh, majority of my life, really, uh, and it, even through my 30s. Um, like, for example, who I could date, okay? Um, I come from a Jewish family, and my uh, my parents are like, no, you can't date anybody that, that isn't Jewish. So I spent a lot of years in my 30s lying about who I was dating because I was too scared to go up against my parents and stand for uh, any relationship I was in that wasn't, you know, Jewish. So um, I couldn't, like I said, even when I was a kid, I couldn't stand to be told what to do. But for the sake of keeping peace, I complied a lot. And I gave up certain things that I knew I wanted right or wrong, I did it. It was a choice. And for me, it felt right. Many of you have done that too. And it's not, you've not done anything bad or wrong. You just have sacrificed one thing to sacrifice another, right? Or to get something, maybe the momentary peace. So I gave up on certain relationships and situations because I knew that I would be, I would suffer quite, quite significant consequences if I went up against uh, the authority in my family and I wasn't strong enough to do that. And it doesn't make my folks bad people. It doesn't make your folks bad people for whatever they did that established a system or rules in your family. In all honesty, they were doing the best they knew how to do when they raised us. And they had very, very good intentions, to, uh, especially when it came to sticking with uh, the Jewish religion. Judaism was very important to my folks. And so it made sense. You come from a Jewish family, you date a Jewish person. Um, And I've spoken about them before. They wanted the best for their children. And the truth is that every parent, this is y'all, the God honest truth, no perfect parents out there. Every parent makes major mistakes when they raise their children. Every one of you, if you're a parent. And every parent screws their kid up in one way or another. Seriously. We're all, <laughs> and as every child uh, matures, you know, if they mature, right, because some people don't emotionally and psychologically mature, um, when we do, we decide who we're going to be. And this is the cool thing, is that we pick and choose dip from different facets of uh, our parents, right? So we could be the complete anti-model of how we were raised, totally uh, uh, oppositional 
towards how we were raised. Or we could say, hey, you know, I liked when my dad did this, or I liked when my mom did this, or I didn't like this, and I didn't like that. So the parents we become are directly uh, from how we pick and choose from our parents, right? But y'all, we are all messed up in one way or another. There is no perfect family. There's no perfectly healthy family. So anybody that tells you that they had a great upbringing, um, not true, because there is some dynamic from their parents that they're just not acknowledging. Uh, and I did have a great um, upbringing. And I'm being open and honest. It wasn't all great. The majority of it was. But there comes a time when you decide that you will decide for yourself, right? Where you will stop being nice to keep peace. Where you'll make choices that will put you on a path by yourself. And sometimes, well, I'll just say most times, that path can be really lonely. And especially if you you lose your support system by making choices for yourself. And I have, I've talked about this before, you know, uh, and there was an episode that I wrote about, you know, it's lonely on your mountain. And it's true. When you stand up for yourself, when you uh, staunchly put your feet in the ground and say, no, you know, whether or not you align with it or agree with where I'm at, this is what I'm doing. This is what I feel. This is what I believe. Um, you, you're going to risk people not agreeing and walking away or people not supporting you. And I'll tell you what, um, that's a risk worth taking because that's when you know yourself. When you can stand up for what you believe and know that if, if not a few people, then everybody else around you will back off and they'll leave you standing alone. When you can do that and be okay with that, that's growth. That's where you have truly done the work around where you are still not free. And it's hard. It is hard. I've done it many, many times in my life. And I have had my family, my friends, whatever, colleagues look at me and go, what are you doing? I'm like, this is the right thing. I know. You can hop on the train or not. And I was willing to stand on my own alone. And when I've asked myself this question, like I mentioned, you know, where in my life am I still not free? And it came down to not only the areas where I still held fear around making choices, right? That's, you see, and I've talked about this before, decisions aren't hard to make. It's the emotions that we attach to the decisions that make them difficult. Same thing as uh, conversations aren't difficult to have. Content is not difficult to talk about. Facts are not difficult to state. It's when we attach emotions to delivering the message, that's when all of that gets hard, right? So it came down for me to not only the areas where I still held, held fear around making choices that, you know, those uh, who are close to me might reject me. And I, that's, that's happened where, where my family's like, no, we don't stand behind you. Or my friends, no, we don't stand behind you. And I'm like, I'm good with that. I'm okay with that. But also, I had to really look at the thoughts and beliefs that I continue to hold on to as I move through life. Those are the key things to look at when you're asking yourself, where in your life are you still not free? And I've been duplicitous in many instances in my life, and I'm sure, and I know you have too, where I've said I've wanted one thing, but I was too afraid or doubtful <clears throat> to move forward towards it. You see, it's all about unhinging ourselves 
from those things that hold us back. And the only things that hold us back are the beliefs we have. I talk about this all the time. I feel like a broken record a lot of the times because I talk about choice. I talk about belief. I talk about thoughts. And it's true. The beliefs we have are the things that hold us back. And the truth about the beliefs that we hold that hold us back are we believe. We, we, we <clears throat> make true the beliefs we have, and we don't often question them or the thoughts we have. And as Henry Ford said, if you believe you can, you can. If you believe you can't, you can't. It comes down to that, that just very simple statement. What you believe as true guides you in your life and determines your capabilities. So there's no more simplistic way to say that. Like I said, what you believe is true is how you live your life. So let me ask you, what's the cost of holding on to the thoughts and beliefs that keep you playing small or held back or living somebody else's vision of yourself or believing that you can't do something because you have these reasons, like you have no time, no money, no support, no this, no that. That's all in your head, dude, and dudettes. Because there's somebody who has less than what you have, where they really don't have time because they're working three jobs, or where they don't have money because they're, they're in survival mode and they make enough just to pay the bills, or where they don't have support and they're by themselves, and they still make things happen. They're probably hungrier for it than you are because you make concessions for yourself. I've done it. I'm not accusing you. I've done it, Okay. But eventually the resentment bubbles up and you find yourself unhappy, unfulfilled, and unsatisfied, and you will either do something about it or you'll sit on your ass and you won't, and you'll bitch and moan. So if you have time to bitch and moan, then you have time to take action straight up. True, right? And you won't be able to blame anybody else besides yourself because we're all responsible for ourselves. You can't keep blaming your past. You can't keep blaming your parents for what they did. If you are older than 21, you cannot keep blaming your parents. You have choice. It's whether or not you choose to have choice. That's up to you. Where in your life are you still not free? What thoughts and beliefs, and this is what I want you to listen to right now, what thoughts and beliefs do you need to let go of so that you can adopt thoughts and beliefs that are more in line with who you truly are and who you truly want to become. If you were to live life from the place of your idealized version of yourself, talked about this too, your future self, the, the man or woman that you want to be, what thoughts would you be thinking? What decisions would you be making? What actions would you be taking as you live from this and in this idealized version of yourself? You compare where you are right now to your idealized version, and then you can know where you're not free. And the answer you give, like I said, is where you know you're not free. And now you can't unknow this. So you can't say, well, I didn't know. I, I didn't know that I could live from that place, and I didn't know I could make different decisions from a version of myself that I wanted to be. Guess what? You can. So it leaves you to crossroads. What direction do you choose? You want to stay in your comfort zone? Or do you want to become the idealized, desired version of yourself, the one that knows there's an amazing future on the other side of a decision? Because you see yourself there. 
You see yourself on those vacations, driving that great car, living that beautiful in that beautiful house, having a business that allows you freedom, right? Where in your life are you still not free? Choice is everywhere. I speak about it constantly because I want to, literally, I want to hammer it into your head. And you can choose to ask yourself questions that are open open questions, outcome-oriented questions, for example, like this. These are so important. Maybe you can write them down because the next time you get stuck, I want you to ask yourself these questions. How can I accomplish X? Right? And, and I always tell my clients, I don't know in any form is not acceptable in our sessions because you know you have answers. So I don't know the, the three words. I don't know in any form, even if you shrug your shoulders, that's a form I don't know, not acceptable. It doesn't factor into problem solving. It's a default response that everybody has. So how can I accomplish X? What would make it possible for me to do X? What other way can I think about X so that I can achieve X or Y? Okay. Do you see how these questions give you the opportunity to come up with solutions versus a closed-minded answer of, oh my God, I can only choose between these two options. I'm stuck. I'm screwed because I don't like any of them. You can't move out of that. That's called a bind. When you ask yourself these outcome-oriented questions, you give your brain the permission to be creative you give your brain the permission to say, okay, what are the other options? There are always other options. Now, there may not be other options in terms of particular outcomes, but the options may lie in how you choose to deal with it, how you choose to perceive an outcome. That can be the biggest choice of all. You may not be able to change an outcome, but you sure as shit can figure out how you're going to show up on behalf of it, Right? So do you see how those questions offer new answers? You are never stuck. You just put yourself in a bind. Like I said, when you talk about two options, you have a million options and you always have a choice. You can always ask other people as well. How can I do this? So again, take some time with these questions. And this one in particular, where in your life are you still not free? And then take a moment and envision what your life would be like if you became free in those areas. I do this all the time. I kind of fantasize like, okay, when I'm at this point, I can see myself. I can see how I'm walking. I can see how I dress. I can see how I talk. I can see the jewelry I'm wearing, the hair, the shoes. I can see looking over the ocean in my beach house. I can I can see myself leading meetings with my team. I can see myself as a best-selling author with three, four, five books. I can, you know, I, I go on and on and on and on and on. And I ground myself in that life. And then I say, okay, where in my life am I still not free that is holding me back from that life? Okay. How would you feel if you were in your idealized version? What new thoughts and beliefs would someone who was free in the way you're imagining what would they have? What thoughts and beliefs would they have? The new ones. What actions would someone who was free in the way that you're looking to be free, what would they do? What would actions would they take? Always question your thoughts. 
especially if they make you feel like shit. Always, always, always. Because you only want to have good thoughts because that will those thoughts will propel you. When you have bad thoughts, those thoughts hold you back. It's that simple. The beliefs that you have about your capabilities, your your who you are as a human being, um, and anything else in your life that doesn't propel you forward are beliefs that you need to question. So here's the thing I always say, like, if, if you're to ask yourself, how did I get this belief? Who gave it to me? Was it my conditioning as a kid? Was it from society? Was it from my, my partner that I broke up with? Like, how did I get this particular belief that's holding me back, right? Why do I actually have this belief in the first place? Where did it come from? And does it really belong to me, right? Is it mine? Can I, because I adopted it, does it really belong to me? Or can I choose a different belief that will allow me to better, to feel better about myself in my life? How many times have you asked that of yourself? Probably never. Most people don't ask themselves these questions. But now, if you can take some time and sit and write down the beliefs you have, like even the biases, the prejudices, the, the gender disparity beliefs, the, the, the uh, whatever it is, whatever it is that you believe, even, even about uh, social conditioning, marriage, kids, job, money, any area of your life, health, fitness, blah, 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 appearance. Where did you get that belief? And does that belief, is it conducive to you becoming the person that you know you want to become? And if it is not, you got to abandon it and adopt a new one. It's really okay to do that. When you do that, oh, my friend, that is freedom. When, when you ask yourself, what beliefs can I choose to have so that I feel free in all areas of my life? gosh, gotta love that. It's a great question. And so, and since I heard that question many months ago, I asked that of myself and I have stickies all over. Y'all can't see what, where I'm looking at, but I have multiple colors of stickies and I have questions and things that I look at where I'm guided every day. And that question is front and center. Where in my life am I still not free? And then I sit and I meditate on that. I think about it, I'm like, ah, shit, <laughs> it's here and it's here. Okay, what new thoughts and new beliefs can I adopt? And then what actions can I take, new actions can I take to, to be free? Now, y'all know I've got this Align program and I'm doing a really cool thing before it. It's a, it's a free three-part uh, live mini-series called Destined for More. And um, I am so excited. I'm going to be offering that uh, in November. And I'm getting all the technology and sign-up pages ready. So soon, within the next uh, week, I'll be able to have that link for those of you that want to sign up for it. It's a free mini-series. And y'all, the value in this is going to kick your butt. It's going to be so good. And I mean kick your butt in a good way. It's going to enlighten you in so many ways. It's going to help you really look at your life and improve it. Uh, because uh, unless you're at your precipice in life, you know there's something more. And so whether you're a male or female, feel free to register. You know that this is targeted towards females, but it will help all you men too 
if you know you're meant for more and you want to step into the ideal version of who you are. So I'm going to announce that as soon as I um, get that done. And uh, But in the meantime, if you want to go ahead and hop on the list, the wait list, go ahead, go to my website, JaniceRCohen.com, enter your name and email into the uh, the the form where it says five pillars to revolutionize your life. You will get on the wait list and, uh, and then you'll be emailed information. So I can't wait to help y'all. This is going to be such a great three, uh, free three-part mini series. And then the Align program y'all is amazing. I'm so excited about it. So please, please find uh, time to hop on my website and uh, and I will soon announce the page that you can go directly to to be on the wait list for both. I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.